With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 108 minutes Iteration. to quarantine failure. Three. Master caution. Two. Reset. No current Two. alarms. Vault Zero. temperature within normal One. parameters. Vault Six. pressure within normal parameters. Two. Vault humidity Two. within normal parameters. Zero. Vault integrity Zero. test report secured. Talk show. We'll do it live. Manual override achieved. Station uplink. Enter three two. I'm Sergeant Drano, and you are listening to a communication from Station 7, or The Door. Station 7 is a sociological experiment in progress for members of the Dharma Initiative and fans of Lost and The Walking Dead, so we're going to go ahead and open up our lines for anyone who wants to communicate. Opening communications channel. Waiting. Waiting. Well, Lost is over. Satellite uplink established. But it turns out, Damon and Carlton's prediction was true. What's really fun is to actually have a character back who is dead, but isn't really dead. When someone dies on Lost, they're dead. And that's really it. Like, we're not trying to be sneaky and they're going to come back as a zombie. Or... Year 7, you're going to regret that zombie comment. I am. I am really going to regret that. <laughs> Year 7 is actually, the subtitle is Lost Zombies. <laughs> and it's just everybody who we've killed off over the years coming back and trying to eat It'll be cool. It'll be like it'll be like Stephen King. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk here. So today we review episode seventy-seven of The Walking Dead. The title of the episode is "Knots Untie." We'll rate the episode, review things a bit, and follow that up with the Walker of the Week, the Roger Award, and our survival scenario. Last but not least, we'll make some spoiler-free predictions for what we think might happen next. So without further ado, let's get to it. But first, a word from our sponsors. <gasps> All this housework to do, and I have to look good for that dinner party tonight. I wish there was an accessory that could help me. Did someone say, help me? Who are you? I have flashed from the future to tell you about the amazing Lost Scarf. Amazing Lost Scarf? Tell me more. Okay. The Amazing Lost Scarf is the scarf that does it all. Sharp enough to cut through this tin can, but soft enough to swaddle your baby to sleep. Wow, I'm impressed. 
but what about my dinner party tonight? Speaking of sharp and soft, wear the amazing lost scarf to look sharp on the town or in the soft candlelight of a romantic dinner at home. There's got to be a catch. How do I clean it? Simple. Just swish it around in a coconut bowl of seawater and a drop of Dharma-style shampoo. Can it core an apple? Yes, it can core an apple. Razzle-dazzle, I'm sold. And you will be too. The Amazing Lost Scarf by Chronoco is just fifteen forty-two. Order now and you'll get another 107 scars. That's 108 scars in all for the same fifteen forty-two. Call one three three four three one six lost Search iTunes under Lost in Order or go to the address lostinorderpodcast.wordpress.com. Ships to the U.S. and Canada. Sorry, they're not going to Guam. Okay, uh, let's see uh, who we've got on the line Incoming for tonight. Transmission from Mr. Good. Hey, Mr. Good, how's it going? Well, Sergeant Drano, good to hear you. <laughs> good to hear you too, man. It's been a little while. Yeah. Done any cool bonfires or anything lately? No, we went up on a hike. Me and the boys went up on a hike to Hawk Mountain, which is a, uh, a hawk sanctuary that's about 20 miles away. So, oh, cool. Neat. Did you bag any birds? No, although that's how it got started. It used to be a place where they would shoot the hawks. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, cool. Have they got any, like, uh, I know my, my wife is big into those uh, eagle cameras that are constantly, like, watching the eagles and stuff. Can I still, anything like that? No, I haven't. You mean, like, that, that would take them when you're not there? Yeah, yeah, like internet uh, cameras where you can like get on the internet and watch no. the eagles or the hawks and do I, their things. I always see more hawks in my backyard than I do up there anyway. <laughs> <laughs> up there, they're always like little pin dots, you know. The people are, oh, yeah, there's another one over there. And I'm like, in my backyard, they're sitting on the telephone poles. You know? <laughs> yeah, they're in our backyard, too. <laughs> Tacking our chickens. All right, uh, let's see who else we got up Incoming there. transmission from Mr. Bad. Hey there, Mr. Bad. How's it going? Excellent, Sergeant. Very well, John. Uh, huh? It's gotten cold, though. Goddamn cold. It was like 65 degrees, and it was down to like 30 with a brisk 30-mile-an-hour wind. Uh, it was very chilly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Wow, yeah, it's supposed to be cold tomorrow, too, I think, but warmer next week, maybe. Can't wait for spring. Maybe. Yeah, same here. When it, what, is, what is the official first day of spring, anyway? March oh, I have it right here. Or something like that. It is March 20th, a Sunday. So it's coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Cool. Um, soon after, and uh, Mr. Bad is turning the double nickel. Uh, so double nickel. Double nickel. So I, I will officially qualify for AARP. You know, members. <laughs> Are you going to wield that awesome power of the AARP lobby? Yes, yes. I will go into um, uh, the Golden Corral and demand at three o'clock <laughs> my uh, my senior citizen uh, discount. Awesome. <laughs> I would expect no less. All right. Well, uh, I think that's I think that's all we've got on for right now. Perhaps our friend Brian will be along later. We'll see. Um, you guys ready to get started with that first part that we do? Ready to rock oh, yeah. Roll? 
Cool. Bring it. Okay, courtesy of Mr. Bed, here is our summary of the episode, uh, Knots Untie. He says, Jesus, what an amazing episode. <laughs> we again see what bad asses Rick's group is. They show this by all pulling their guns on an unarmed Jesus. Carl finds out he has a new mom. <laughs> Hope he doesn't harbor any impure thoughts about his new mom. As I recall, Carl and Michonne got pretty close. And even missing an eye, Carl is cuter than Rick. Jesus lays it out so that they can play it out. He snuck into their armory, counted their citizens, 54, checked out their piddling crops and meager food supplies. So he asks them to come with him and he'll show them the light of a whole new wider world. We get a view of the internal struggle Ford is having between his soulmate Sasha who gave him the brush off, and his bedmate, Rosita, who calls him to the shower for some fun time. On the way to the hilltop, we see a completely contrived accident of some hilltop survivors who are scavenging for drugs. It works because of the great tension concerning whether Jesus is leading them into a trap, but it's just a thinly veiled manipulation to show that Rick and company are bad asses and allows them to integrate themselves with the hilltop people whom they save. Rick's RV party gets stuck in the mud for no apparent reason. But that's okay, because we're here. It's the hilltop. They have a nice stockade of stout logs and a bunch of yahoos armed with spears who give Jesus a hard time about his newfound, well-armed friends. Jesus gets them invited in with guns, and we find out the hilltop was formed around an historical mansion which had a living museum of colonial skills perfectly suited to the Zed apocalypse. We meet the leader of the hilltop, uh, Gregory, Gregory, who I know, who is more familiar to me as George Mason from the first two seasons of Twenty Four. Uh, Gregory, who's a real piece of work, a hole in totalis. He insists Rick's stinky group clean themselves before he will agree to meet with them. And then he proceeds to get even more snotty and insufferable, and simultaneously insults and creeps out Maggie. He says they don't have anything he needs, so unless Maggie wants to agree to some hanky-panky and work for him, there's no trade. Jesus intercedes and tries to convince Rick and group to stay the night and let him work on Gregory. Just then, a hilltopper returns. It's Nathan who was sent off to deliver the tribute to Negan. Somehow Gregory forgot to mention that they were being bleated by some murderous scumbags for half their goods. Evidently, Negan wants more and kept Nathan's bro and wants Gregory dead. Nathan delivers Negan's message with a knife to the guts, but Rick and the gang step in and save Gregory. Rick gets the tables turned, though, and has a knife to his throat when Michonne steps in with just enough distraction for Rick to bury his knife in Nathan's throat. Rick is a little abashed at the Hilltopper's response to a blood-covered Rick, offing one of their own. What? <laughs> we get an inkling that Ford has come to a decision during a near-death experience about his path, and it's not looking good for Rosita as he leaves her necklace in the dirt. Jesus explains about Negan, starting with their first encounter when Negan beat a 16-year-old boy to death while the Hilltoppers watched. Daryl thinks they're all pussies. Maggie now goes back to meet with Gregory in his palatial boudoir, but now the tables are turned and she has the leverage. 
She shows that she has bigger cojones than Gregory and steps up as a leader of the Alexandrians. She demands half of all they got in return for taking care of their Negan problem. Rick shanghais a hilltopper who has routinely visited Negan's compound in order to get some intel for their attack. I'm sure he'll stay loyal and won't sabotage their planned assassination. During the trip home, the gang pass around an ultrasound picture of Maggie and Glenn's baby. But Maggie has already pointed out that this deal is going to cost them. And if anyone doesn't think the price will be the personification of Hope and Rick's new world, think again. Okay, uh, what did you guys think of this episode? Uh, how many stars out of ten would you give it, Mr. Good? Oh, I liked it. I gave it an eight. Cool, cool, okay. And how about you, Mr. Bad? Oh, I also thought it was great. I was wavering between an eight and a nine, but uh, there were some nits I had I'll bring up, but uh, I thought it was a great episode. Really loving the Jesus character. He's really <laughs> um, a rock and sock kind of Jesus. You know, I'm really digging the Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I might. Uh, I, I was also I was also hovering between eight and nine. I think I'll round up to a nine though. Um, it was. I felt like it was a little bit better than last week, and I'm interested to see where it goes because this is feeling very close to events that happen in the comic book. So we'll see what happens next. Um, so, uh, what worked and didn't work for this episode? Uh, what made it a little better for you, and what made it a little worse, Mr. Good? I definitely like the fact that uh, the group has now met another group besides Marauders, mm -hmm. and, and that they, you know, a group that is actually willing to uh, talk about trade, you know. So. That was really neat. I, I thought, you know, they were several years into the several years into the apocalypse, and that that was something that should be taking place. Yeah. Uh, so that worked for me. I, I've been waiting for that quite <laughs> for quite a long time, actually. <laughs> uh, but what didn't work was they, they just seemed to always fall back on. The coincidence, you know, oh, by coincidence, you know, they just happened to uh, run into an overturned truck of the same people, you know, the hilltop people. <laughs> mm -hmm. So they just very coincidental, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, they were on their way to the hilltop, so I could see it, you know, not being that terribly unlikely that a route to hilltop, you know, on a route to the hilltop, they could encounter other people. From the hilltop. But at the same time, you know, I see what you mean. What are the odds that right then there would be a crash from other guys from the hilltop? And and, and then the entire stuff. hilltop group gets separated into into different, you know, rooms. And it's just waiting to be rescued by the, the macho, you know. <laughs> it, it, it was just, you know, it was... Plot that was just like a plot device, uh -huh. and I, I really didn't care for that kind of plot device. Uh, I don't know. Okay. You might as well had a car accident and have them run into each other. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, uh, Mister Bad. What worked and didn't work for you? Well, I'm afraid I'm in a great deal of agreement with uh, Mister Good, which is very dangerous. But oh boy. You know, like I said, Jesus rocks. Uh, I love Maggie's character. Not only is she beautiful, but she she has a nice uh, 
voice, and she's a great actress, and she <laughs> on the show, she's a very moral, good leader like her father, and mm-hmm. I think uh, we'll, uh, as her character fleshes out and uh, her character arc continues, she'll die just like her dad. Uh, except with, uh, and, uh, instead of the governor cutting her uh, head off, uh, Negan will bash her skull in. But, uh, <laughs> okay. That's even though I'm really invested in that, and I like I like the tension of the scene uh, Mr. Good was just describing about the car accident. I have to agree completely. There were a lot of uh, gratuitous plot points. I mean, I'll mm-hmm. start off by saying all of a sudden Alexandria is short on food. It's like. They never developed that. I mean, they were swilling down the booze. They were all, you know, fat and happy. And now, you know, just at two months after the, the big Zed attack, the, the, the Zed slaughter, now they're, they're tightening their belts. Literally, you know, was it last Well, I mean, when they, were, when they were surrounded, they were talking about rationing food. Well, you would if you were surrounded or something, but I mean, they—they're all experienced scavengers, so I mean, you, mm-hmm. you'd, and they're start—they're trying to make some crops. Although I have to agree, some of the crop choices—you know, potatoes, uh, cabbages—would um, have been, you know, potatoes especially is like the small area, you know, uh, maximum calorie uh, type food. Mm-hmm. Everything else is great, but you really need lots of calories and. Uh, I, I don't only think potatoes. I'm trying to think uh, what else. Cabbage is a sufferous, uh vitamin C. Very, very good just, choice. Yeah, onions also is good, and onions is a great thing, you know, because that has vitamin C also, and mm-hmm. uh, you know is good. Uh, as I've said before, you know, I, I would go to uh, Oxnard <laughs> in California, where the where the uh, onion fields are, the Vidalia onions, and uh, <laughs> survive on the onions. What about uh, sorghum? Sorghum's horrible. It, I mean, <laughs> people in the South put cover it in molasses to stomach it. So I, you know, good luck. Not I sure can't. I've ever even had it. What's it like? Uh, I only recall it being like uh, oatmeal. You know, so that's the type. Interesting. Of, you know, it's uh, used for animal feed primarily. Yeah, but you can eat it. It's like a mucilage or a uh, <laughs> an oatmeal. You can boil it like an oatmeal and put molasses over it. That's what they did in the South. Interesting. But uh, there's a lot of crops like that. Rye is also very hearty, but, you know, not much loved because wheat makes uh, better bread, or at least a bread that some people like the taste of. But um, <laughs> Yeah, I thought the car accident, it reminded me so much of Rick's wife just taking her eyes off the road and then seeing one walker, and instead of just driving it over, swerving wildly and flipping the car <laughs> over, you know. I mean, that, and it just seemed exactly like that, so... But I, I love the tension of the scene. I, re, I actually bought into uh, distrusting uh, Jesus at that point. Uh-huh. I wasn't quite sure um, what was happening. But, uh, yeah, I really love digging Jesus. And, uh, yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to seeing what happens. And I really have a bad feeling for Maggie. But <laughs> Cool. Okay. Uh, for me, um... Yeah, I guess I guess the staginess of the car accident is about the only complaint I can think of for this episode. And uh, like you guys, I, I wouldn't really complain about it too much because it almost feels like uh, a fake out to make us second guess, you know, whether Jesus is tricking them or not. And and uh, I, I kind of enjoyed that 
you know, suspense a little bit. And the rest of it, I just thought it was really interesting meeting these new characters, um, getting some good character development on our own characters. And it's interesting. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of, you know, I don't think there was any point in this episode where I felt like, you know, any of anybody that we cared about was in it any particular danger. Oh, um, well, Rick was in danger and not from the knife to the, fr- the throat. When he reached over and started fondling uh, Michonne's <laughs> hand, I thought for sure he, she was going to say something like, you know, Rick, that's nice, but when I want your dick, I'll come and grab it. You know, keep your hands to yourself. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> um, um, the one thing I would say is, I, I don't know. I it, it this episode for the most part was kind of upbeat and positive, but I just have the sense that something really bad is going to happen soon, and I really don't know which of them it, it might happen to. Uh, and I I feel like uh, Abraham has kind of got got built up this episode. Uh, like you said, Maggie is getting you know a whole lot going on. Um, you got Rick and Michonne, you got, uh, Glenn, you got, um, Daryl, and, and I just have the sense that, uh, something bad is going to happen, and I really have no idea, you know, who it might happen to, if, if it even does happen, but, I don't know, I feel like something, something's on the horizon there, <laughs> um, all right. Uh, smartest, dumbest. What was the smartest thing somebody did in the episode? And what was the dumbest thing, Mr. Good? Uh, smartest thing? Well, Hilltop, I guess the smartest thing would be that they sent out Jesus to reconnoiter. Mm-hmm. But the dumbest was that they made Gregory their leader. I, I, I never <laughs> I couldn't understand that. How did that dickwad become the leader of the group, or stay leader of the group? Somebody should have shanked him a long time ago. Yeah, because they like him. Jesus Jesus tells us they like him for some reason. Yeah, I, I didn't see anything likable about him. <laughs> I, I, I do like that actor. I don't know if you guys remember him from 24 or not, but he played a, a pretty uh, interesting character. In the, the, the show 24, did you guys ever watch that? No, no. Did he torture people? What, did he sell, you know, uh, waterboards or what? What did he do? Uh, he started out in the first season, he was like, uh, well, well, 24, you know, it's it's about this, you know, counter-terrorist unit, right? He started out in the first season as kind of a uh, mid-level supervisor type guy who was a foil for Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland's character. Uh, in the second season, he started. Uh, he got promoted to be Kiefer Sutherland's direct superior, and he started out as kind of a dick in in that season too. But it, early in the season, he got exposed to radioactivity, <laughs> and throughout the course of the remainder of the season, which of course takes place over a single day, he becomes progressively uh, more and more like affected by this lethal dose of radiation he's gotten <laughs> and it it becomes like a major character arc for this er- character who knows that he's going to die but is you know trying to uh i guess you know hold the team together for for what they're they're facing during the course of the season 
and goes out in a pretty big way <laughs> at the end of it. Uh, me and my buddies started calling him the Incredible Melting Mason at that point because <laughs> he was like falling apart towards the end there. But it was it was pretty interestingly done. So uh, I'm pleased to see the actor. And from what I can recall, the character seems like they're playing it pretty similar to how it was played in the com- in the comics. So. Uh, mm. Pretty good characterization as far as bringing the comic character to life, but I agree it does seem odd that uh, the hilltop would be in favor of this guy because he's he's kind of a dick. <laughs> I'm the boss. <laughs> yeah. If I was Maggie when he was laying there in the bed, the first thing I would have do to establish my uh, position of authority would have been to go up to him and poke him right in his wound with my finger. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's how I would have started off the negotiations. He's good at playing sleazy. <laughs> that's dangerous because I, I, I don't know. I find myself in agreement with Mr. Good. I was thinking uh, Maggie should go and like kick the bed to shake it to, to, you know, to cause him pain. So, um, <laughs> I don't know. My mind seems to be on an unusual track uh-huh. with Mr. Good. That's, that's You know, there's a lot what they're doing in this episode and the next episode that's a lot like the Magnificent Seven. Uh, oh, that... the mercenaries that have been hired to uh, protect to guard, the town. Protect the village, yes, which is an off-make of the Seven Samurai. Yes. 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 Yeah. yeah. That's that's quite coincidental because I actually just purchased a used copy of season one of the Magnificent Seven TV show, and I just, just purchased the uh, extended uh, director's cut of uh, Seven Samurai. <laughs> oh, okay. Ah, oh. it's fate. One of my favorite shows. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Were we were we to Mister Bad's smartest dumbest? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my smartest was uh, the moron Gregory finally agreeing with Megan for, for the deal to Rick and his gang to off Negan. Dumbest would be Rick uh, offering the deal by to risk his family for the lives of the Hilltoppers when I think they could actually find food um, on their own, uh, eventually try to establish a trading relationship with the Hilltoppers, and deal with Negan on a much more hands off, you know, let's, you know, I just, uh, none of Rick's plans, you know, have ever worked out that well, you know, (laughs) I mean, the only one that worked out was defending the, um, prison, the initial time when Uh they all rushed in, they uh, let them come into the tombs and then they scared them and chased them off. That worked. But, Uh um, then the governor shows up with a tank, you know, (laughs) (laughs) so, I mean, they should have killed the governor individually, and, you know, if Negan, um, they should probably do something on the sly that way to try to kill Negan. I don't see how they're going to just waltz into Neganville and think that they're going to be able to off him, you know. There's only a half a dozen of them. Well, I mean, uh, do you think? Do we think that that's what they're planning? Is that their next stop? Well, I guess they took the guy with them. Yeah, well, I think they're heading back to Alexandria. To yes, food. they're going back. But I think the next stop then is to make a plan and to go kill Negan. And I, I swear to you, I think that uh, that hillbilly, that uh, hill, whatever his name is, the hilltopper that Rick Shanghai, he, uh-huh. he is no way trustworthy because somebody double-crossed Negan. 
you know, um, it wasn't Gregory. I mean, Gregory has no leverage, so um, it wasn't. Uh, what was his name? Nathan, the guy whose uh. brother got uh, captured, and one other guy just got killed right away. And I can tell you, unless he just slit his throat real quick, if somebody was uh, threatening to kill me, I, I would, I would, uh, you know, come uh, cough quick if I had stolen some supplies. And uh, <laughs> given the kind of uh, show Negan runs, I could see someone stealing goods to try to trade for liquor, women, food, you know, something, you know, on my own, you know, and. Uh, uh -huh backfiring against the whole town and he's one of the few survivors so he's like the the most likely guilty party he just had that guilty look in his eye saying okay i'm going to turn you over to negan at the first chance i get you know <laughs> and you know, yeah. i also had this idea an amazing arc for multi-characters okay so i think Maggie has really shown herself to be the personification of the hope, and uh -huh. it, it has inspired, you know, um, clearly Ford. Ford was talking to Glenn about it. You know, he's, I love that scene where he's, like, whispering to Glenn, you know, <laughs> in the RV. But um, so I think she's the likely candidate to get killed. Um, but, you know, there's this whole idea about Carol. You know, Carol um, was a kick-ass. She thinks killing is like a is a, a, a effective and a useful way to deal with all situations. Uh -huh. What happens if uh, they get uh, um, what's we call it um, betrayed to Negan, um, Maggie, and a couple, maybe some others get captured? Carol, try you know, tries to repeat the uh, uh, the scene uh, down south. What was the name of that ter at Terminus? Uh -huh. And it goes bad, you know, and uh, Maggie is captured and, you know, I could see at some point them making contact and, and Negan saying, hey, I'll come to uh, uh, Alexandria and we'll talk. We'll come to an agreement. And the first thing he does is he shows Maggie and then bashes her skull in. <laughs> I really could see Just that. like a repeat of, uh, of, of Herschel of, of getting his head cut. Yep. And uh, see, that would be an interesting art for uh, for Carol to face up that you know she can't save everyone by killing people. Oh, okay, interesting. Because I, I wonder where I, I think she's off with uh, what's her, what's his name Morgan somewhere. I don't know, but I I think that might be the next step. They might. I would think they might take a little hiatus from this plot line and show us where Carol and, and uh, Morgan are. But that was kind of interesting too, because uh, Jesus said something about uh, kind of my compliments to the cook. They said she's not here, and my first thought was, are they talking about Carol, something that Carol made? Because we've seen Carol cook before, but I guess we don't know necessarily. But yeah, her, her absence was kind of conspicuous this episode, I thought. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I'm not sure what to think about that. Um, oh, maybe we'll find out. Uh, let's see, smartest, dumbest... Um. Hmm, hard to th hard to think with that sound in the background there. Can you guys hear that? Yes, yes. The smartest is the uh, <laughs> uh, the Drano family having you know their chicken uh, you know uh, established before the zombie apocalypse. You know, it yes. sounds like chickens. It it is a chicken. It's our Americana hen uh, oh, who okay. is uh, currently uh, inside um, and in intensive care, I guess, because. Uh, she had gotten attacked by a hawk. Oh, there's the hawk. Oh, it's come back around. 
she got attacked by a several weeks ago, and she was somewhat injured, not badly injured, but we, we brought her in for observation then, and it was cold for a while, so we kept her in until it warmed up some. We put her back out, but apparently um, her, the flock, uh, with her being absent for that time, <laughs> did not... Uh, recognize her when she came back so they pecked the shit out of her oh wow they're like pigs huh? and and when i say like we didn't realize how bad it was we looked in there this past weekend and holy crap it's like the back of her head was gone oh my goodness and there's like exposed skull back there. So, no! are you raising cockfights, <laughs> fighters? There, are you gonna start your own little cockfights? Right. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty horrifying looking. So we got her the heck out of there, and uh, Nikki's uh, treating her as best she can. And apparently, uh, chickens can be pretty hardy as far as that kind of stuff goes, as long as we uh, keep it clean and. Uh, Keep putting some Neosporin on there. It should eventually heal up again. So, uh. did, did you take your smithy tools to fashion a piece of the hatch into a uh, cranial uh, replacement and uh, attach it, you know, like they did in, um, what was that sh- uh, show uh, with the, uh, um, oh. <laughs> Not sure quite where you were going with that, Steve. Yeah, really. <laughs> that, that, that great show, uh, it was in the period of the uh, Napoleonic Wars. Uh, with the, uh, the the ship captain, oh, uh, command or master and commander, about... master and commander, yes. Ah, okay, those things, yes. Yeah, that, at one point the guy, uh, the one guy uh, skull gets caved in, and the surgeon cuts uh, his skull out, excavates, you know, with a spoon the uh, the bone, and then fashions a uh, plug, as it were. Uh, from like a a a big silver dollar, which he you know has hooks and then bangs it into his skull. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I did not see that. And the whole whole crew is like looking at him. Is that his uh, his brains? No, that's just blood. This is his brains. <laughs> and this was on a show, a TV show, you say, or, no, or was it in that bro- a movie uh, in the Russell Crowe movie? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. I I saw that movie, but I don't know for some reason it. I don't remember a whole lot about it other than that Russell Crowe was in it. <laughs> it was the guy that had on his hands, on his fingers, hold, hold tight. I hold think. Hold fast. Hold fast. Hold oh, okay. fast. Yeah. Um, hmm. How many letters in tight, Mister Good? Well, that's a nice spell. Um, you could get yeah, the T I G H T on there. The whole point of hold fast was. If you're in the rigging and you, you know, you, you have your hands around the rope, that's what you see. Hold fast. And that's what he would do <laughs> in a bad situation. He would form two fists. So just in case you don't remember that you should probably hold on. That's just your in hands case you forget what you remind doing, you. You betcha. Yeah, don't let go. <laughs> okay. Um, smartest, dumbest for me. Um, hmm. Good question. Um... There wasn't a whole lot of dumb things in this episode. Maybe, uh, maybe letting that dude get up real close. Gregory letting that dude get up real close to him when, uh, I mean, it, it seemed pretty clear that something hinky was going on. I mean, were you, were you guys at all surprised when 
the guy suddenly stabbed Gregory or is like, well, yeah, of course, ha ha. He, he told the guy, hey, they got my brother, they killed the other guy, and uh, I have a message here from you from Negan. Sorry. <laughs> You know, and then he even he even puts his hand up on his shoulder while he's yeah, saying it, yeah. so he can you know really get some good leverage there with the knife. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I guess I figured they should have seen that coming. Um, I'll say smartest. Uh, I'll give that to Jesus for uh, insisting that they open the gates and also insisting on letting uh, Rick's group keep their weapons. Seems like Jesus is. Uh, Pretty good judge of character, I would say, and uh, clearly carries a lot of weight with this town, so maybe we'll see some changes there. I don't know. Um, okay, questions raised by this episode. Any questions, mysteries, or unresolved issues raised by the episode? Uh, you, got, you guys got anything for this one? Uh, well, I'm still wondering, like I said, about where um, Carol is, and, and are, is she interacting with Morgan at all? Um, true. And back at that place, you know, the uh, um, shack or cabin that, that he, uh, he met that guy, that had a whole bunch of solar panels and stuff. So, I mean, they had a lot of stuff there that they could actually use if they went back and, and got it. Oh, you mean where, where Morgan was staying? Yeah, when he met the uh, the kung fu guy, the uh, that you taught him, you know, meditation and the, uh, the you know the defense. That guy, that was actually his home uh, family's cabin, and they had a bunch of solar panels and uh, gear. So I thought, you know, go back there and get it. Well, I'm trying to think where did that cabin come uh, in relation to Morgan's sort of general following Rick's trail. Do you remember you know, you're when? Right. It, it could be a while, uh, pretty far away. I, I, I yeah, hmm, hard to say. Yeah, yeah, I think that's been a while because it was, it was a while. It's, it's been a while since Morgan encountered the wolves and didn't kill them, and that was clearly after he had been to the cabin. Yeah, the whole terminus thing. Uh, I guess it would have had, you know, him going to terminus and finding, you know, the, their tracks or whatever, and then going to the church, that all would have happened, yes, after uh, the guy's death. Yeah, so I guess that's probably not really close no. enough to visit. No. Sorry, well, Mr. Pitt. The question I have is, how many people are in Hilltop? It, it, the, Jesus, the way he talked, it was a bigger community mm-hmm. than Alexandria, but it physically was smaller, and it you didn't see that many people. Uh-huh. I would say approximately the same, 40 to 60, somewhere around that. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, and, I mean, you could probably fit quite a few people up in that house and in those trailers and stuff if you wanted to. But you're right, oh, we didn't see right. many. That's right, they did have quite a few trailers. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and, mm. but, you're, but we, you're right, we didn't really see that many people around. And nor do we generally see that many people walking around Alexandria, too. So, yeah. So I guess we finally have a, a, a precise headcount of the people in Alexandria, though. Yes, now, Jesus, uh, Jesus counted everybody. You know? <laughs> Somehow he snuck around and counted them all. Yeah, he uh, counted the uh, um, the uh, uh, flowers in the field and the chickens and the ducks and even the people. You know, he didn't miss a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Um, Second think- question: What's Morgan gonna do? You think he's going to go on this uh, raid? Oh heck no! No way! 
Uh, I I don't I still don't think Morgan's going to be up for killing anybody. I okay. kind of wonder if they'll even involve him in the discussion or just remember let him be a was, conscientious objector. Remember what I was saying about Carol? So I think they're going to get caught or something. I think Carol's going to try to help, and I think Morgan will, like, save her ass, you know. Um, Interesting. That's, that's sort of my opinion, yes. <laughs> You've got all kinds of theories building out of this episode. <laughs> it's, it's all churning in uh, Mr. Bad's head, yes. Cool, okay. Um... Anybody got any good quotes? What? Hmm? What? Anybody got any good quotes? What? What? Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah what? <laughs> Turns around, he's like, what? <laughs> yeah, I killed him. Yeah. Blood, so what? What? It's dripping from his beard or whatever his face. There's blood on me. What? <laughs> oh, was... after he had stabbed him in the throat. Yeah. Yes, and he yes. was covered in blood. He's like, oh. what? What did you expect me to do? Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, that was pretty great. That was that was a good Rick moment there. <laughs> Man, um, Daryl's still very conspicuously without his crossbow. Look, yes. It's just weird seeing him with that pistol on his side and no crossbow. Uh, well, the, uh, so. the people who uh, from the Negan group, I think they took it. <laughs> you think he's going to get it back? Uh, that'll be interesting. They're going to that area. That'll be interesting. No, no, no. If they took it. Oh, the people who took it were those two people on the bike. They weren't going back to Negan. Oh, yeah, they were. They said they were. They were going to use the bike and the crossbow to sort of buy their way back in. You know, I had the feeling that while they were being sort of nice, they were doing it sort of uh, strategically because the girl they were with was Negan's squeeze. And she wasn't particularly happy, so they were like, okay, we'll take you. That was leverage. I don't know if they really intended to, uh, for, you know, I think they might have intended in their head, but I think, it, you know, as a backup plan, they clearly, well, she was leveraged, and I think maybe that's why they thought they could get away with it, because, you know, they had her, and, uh, but when she was dead, bam, they uh, they went back to Negan, you know. Do do we know that those guys were with Negan, or might they have be some part of some other group? No, no, they uh, they talked about Negan. Yeah, like I said, they talked. Um, and then you, when they were, uh, whatchamacallit? They did? Uh, yeah, yeah, when the one guy got bit and uh, he, the guy cu- chops his head off. He, he, uh, not head, but his arm off. He says, Head, his arm, yeah. His arm off. He, the guy says to him, or before that, uh, Negan doesn't want, uh, you know, ass, you know, that doesn't want, uh, you know, that badly. He, he doesn't want ass, you know, that uh, refuses to be there. So really? Say, yeah. Huh. They say Negan. For some reason, I thought the group that uh, encountered uh, Ford's group, I for some reason, I thought that was the first mention of Negan in the show, but maybe not. No, no, they, that was Negan's group who were chasing them, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, could be right. Could be. All right. You guys ready for the Walker of the Week? I believe we are. Okay, let's do it. Walker of the Week. All right, this, of course, is the award we give uh, for our favorite walker of the week, or we give it to a character that we think behaved in a manner no better than a walker. So who gets your award, Mr. Good? Oh, Gregory. <laughs> Gregory. Yeah, he's Being a real slimy. Prick. He's <laughs> okay. a prick. Yeah, he should. And, you know, he was gut-wounded. You know, 
I, I don't care if they have a doctor or not. You know, th- that's going to fester. He's going to die. He's going to turn into a walker. <laughs> They're going to have to. They should have just. Rick should have just taken care of him right away. <laughs> Knife to the and, head. And they said, what? <laughs> well, yeah, that would have been another what. Like, what? What did I do? <laughs> Well, I mean, if they had a surgeon, they could have, even if he, you know, clearly cut some of the intestines, they could have uh, patched them up pretty pretty good. Yeah, yeah good luck with that. But if they had a surgeon, yeah. I mean, he he said he was an obstetrician, so he yeah. probably did some surgeries, you know. As long as it didn't hit the spleen or something like that, it would just be sort of removing, you know, some of the cut intense things and either, you know, sewing them back together or just, you know, leaving them with, you know, what do they call that? Those pouches that sit outside you where you, uh, I would have put a colostomy bag on whether you need it or not, you know, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, how about your walk of the week, Mr. Bed? Uh, colostomy bag. I'll start calling them. Yes. Gregory. Um, what an asshole. I mean, you saw it right away when he starts saying, this is my mansion, this is my painting. And when he was sitting up in bed at that sort of palatial kind of thing, uh, that was ridiculous. You know? <laughs> when he told them to go get cleaned up, no, really, I don't want to talk to you like this. You stink. You know, you're you're dirtying <laughs> up the place. You know, can you just see we're, we're, you know, we're more civilized than you barbaric bastards, you know? <laughs> Uh, I was going to give it to the guy who's dead, Gregory, but uh, you guys have swayed me. I'll give, I'll give it to Gregory, too. He, he really was acting like a complete ass. Yeah, and if, <laughs> this my, episode. if, if, that, if my leader was that much of an asshole and uh-huh. um, my brother was there and I had, you know, something in the back of my head where maybe Gregory was double dealing, you know, um, I probably would have offed him, too, but um, mm-hmm. but maybe not. Okay. All right. Okay, um, let's uh, flow on into the Roger Award. Roger. Roger, there's a lot to get done before you can afford to lose me. Roger. We got this, man. We got this by the ass. Roger, move! Let's go, baby. You all right? Perfect, baby. Perfect. Roger! Roger, watch it! That is wild! Okay, this, of course, is the award we give each week to the character who we think kicked the most ass, but who also happens to be a character who uh, maybe doesn't have plot armor, might potentially get killed off at some point in the story. Uh, So who gets your Roger Award, Mr. Good? I think Jesus has shown himself to be a pretty big badass. I mean, he doesn't use weapons, Mm -hmm. but... uh... Barring the fact that he doesn't have a gun, he's pretty much a badass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pretty favorable choice. If he does get killed off, will he rise again? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, zombie. As a walker. <laughs> As a walker, don't they all? Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, Mr. Bad. Walk, or, uh, 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 Roger. I'm going to have to say Maggie. She really kicked Gregory. Oh, back. good God. She showed who, Gregory who was boss, and... Uh, She's uh she's not long for the Walking Dead world, but hopefully she'll turn up in some really hot R-rated movies. But um, <laughs> as I recall, I don't think she likes doing uh, nude scenes because she did not like doing the exposed scenes with uh, Glenn, I, as I recall. Interesting. 
Yes, you really have a lot of knowledge about this, I'll tell you. <laughs> okay, and hmm, who do I want to give it to? Um, uh, dang, it's like I, I kind of want to give it to Ford because, I don't know, I, I, I kind of got the same feeling about Ford that... Uh, Steve got about Maggie, but he didn't really kick much ass in this episode. But he's not long for the world, for sure. No. no. <laughs> he's, he is. he's got the whole love triangle with Rosita and Sokka. No, they... They'll string that along for a long they, time. They've gone way too far into his uh, you, Ford background. will have a multi-woman, lesbian, uh, man-on, multi-woman, no, multi-woman he's, scene. They... They talked more about him in the last two or three episodes than they did since they in the whole season or season and a half that they had him on the show. <laughs> um, would, would you guys agree? It seems like he's making a terrible mistake not appreciating Rosita like he should. Oh, my God, yes. Well, I think he's got to be honest. I mean, he, he all he's really doing is, is trying to look at his feelings and seeing what he wants. Yeah. Rosita is a beautiful woman. Uh, they've kept, I mean, I mean, they were like family and they had a purpose and uh, the sex and the camaraderie was like what was keeping him alive other than the purpose of trying to get uh, Professor Moron or, uh, you know, Scruffy, Scruffy Head to, uh, <laughs> to the CDC. Um, but that doesn't mean he loves her. I mean, that meant... Mm-hmm. You know, that vitality, that passion, uh, of course, he's a big, strong guy, he's a big sexual guy, uh, <laughs> man's man kind of thing. That doesn't mean he loves her. So, I mean, I think he's going to be honest and try to figure out what he wants, and uh, I think he's probably going to break up with her. Uh, oh, okay. Interesting. How do you, th- do you think How do you think she'll take it? Uh, I think, you know, I'm telling you, lesbian scene with uh, Dr. Denise and Tara. Uh, no. you know. <laughs> Get out. She'll go after him with a machete. No. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. I don't think we have anything for a zombie analysis. There there weren't a whole lot of zombies in this episode. Um, no, quote, there was. Say, to quote Eugene, when the three of those girls get together, uh, Eugene would actually say, now's not a time for, what did he say? Now You can't clock out now? <laughs> <laughs> that would be a time to re- re- rephrase that uh, and get in on the action. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, uh, let's see. Survival segment, I guess. Do you have one? I'm thinking. We don't have any zombie <laughs> behavior. I can't. Did we see zombies in this episode? Mm. Well, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, only in the car. Yeah. Yeah, just in the car they, and in the building, yeah. there was a few zombies that they killed extremely yeah. easily. Can I ask a question? Were the zombies that were trapped in the car, were they hillbillies or hill people? No, I don't think so. No, no, because they were looking for four survivors in the car, and they found all four of them. Oh. Yeah, and they were beat up too. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay, I got a survival segment. Give me that dog. What do you mean? I mean, give me that dog. What are you gonna do with him? You can't open the door to let him out. The bomb's life will go off. The dog's gotta go. We're going to need every bit of air to breathe ourselves. After a while, we'll be laying on the floor to get fresh air. 
But he's just a little dog. He doesn't breathe. We can't have him here. No. Dog's got to go. Don't you touch him. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Won't do you any good to cry. It's all over. For a little while, you'll be thanking me. Get rid of that dog and help it off a lot. Oh, my God. <laughs> You'll be glad we don't have that extra pair of lungs when you're laying here gasping for breath. <laughs> okay, uh, you are... Give me that are... chicken. What? <laughs> Give me that chicken. Give me that chicken. <laughs> okay, you're basically in, uh, uh, of course, the, the the biggest position you'd like to be in. You are in Gregory's position. Uh, you've been paying tribute to this Negan guy, and your group just come back, and... Uh, Negan says that they shorted him. He's got one of your crew prisoner, and the other crew member uh, stabs you uh, to send a message. Uh, so, what's your next move? Uh, what do you do in this situation? Do you do what uh, Gregory did and basically hire our magnificent seven to uh, go take out Negan, or what do you do? What's the plan, Mister Good? Uh, they. The hilltop people don't seem to have any ability to fight Negan. Right. Uh, I think, I don't know, I'm not sure if Maggie made the point, but I think the point was there that they're going to bleed him dry eventually. Right. You know, you can only take so much, half, keep half in it and half their goods, and they would eventually, you know, cause them to go hungry and starve. Right. So I think you got to jump at some opportunity to uh, to attack Negan. So I, I I think that would be an opportune moment to do that. Okay, all right. So I, I would agree that uh, paying it's worth half of your goods up front to uh, to try to to take take out Negan. Yeah. Uh huh. By the way, how'd you guys like uh, Gregor arguing that maybe he doesn't want that guy back? <laughs> That was a good point. I mean, uh, Nathan's dead. And, you know, it's like if you get his brother back, how is he going to react to, you know, Rick having killed his brother who tried <laughs> to kill Gregory? Uh-huh. <laughs> True. All right. It's a zombie apocalypse. That's the, that thing happens all the time. Yeah, well, yeah, of course. What? Okay, Steve, what do you do in this situation? What's well, your decision? He doesn't have any choice. Uh, I mean, based on my expertise from having watched The Goodfellows, you know, um, you would think, you know, that the scumbags would, would bleed these people very um, efficiently. Uh, but it's, you know, that kind of uh, personality can't help but, like, you know, running it into the ground. Because, like, Negan didn't care what the deal was. All he cared was... Someone made a deal with him. They shorted him. So if he didn't do something, he would lose face in front of mm-hmm. his uh, his scumbags. And yeah. have to fear him. So that's why he killed somebody off the bat and said, okay, uh, we're going to make a new deal. Uh, and you kill, bring me his head. And then, you know, we'll make a deal with you. And, and it'll be 60% this time. <laughs> you know. So, uh. So you're saying uh, what? Do you agree with Mr. Gooder? He had to make the deal. And he should have been the one proposing it because he clearly, you know, you're not going to go after Negan with spears or rocks, you know. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Blood-covered Rick seems already to uh, risk everybody's (laughs) life. Well, 
Right. Can I interject real quick here? Uh-huh. Gregory must have some kind of real hold on that hilltop group because it was it may or may not be in the advantageous to the hilltop group to participate in this, but it certainly is Gregory's in his personal interest to participate. Oh, to get to to attack Negan. The Negan singled uh, them out to, for for execution. That's true. He's out of the picture. Uh, now the hilltop people, they might be able to survive giving up, uh, Gregory, giving up the leader and just continuing the old deal. Well, don't you think that even gives more rationale for that, uh, Shanghai hillbilly that Rick took for, for betraying them? Because Mm -hmm. why would he want to, you know, like you said, risk his neck for Gregory, who's an asshole, uh, and go up against one of the toughest badasses who they're afraid of. Uh, mm-hmm. Just because a half dozen, you know, crazy people show up. Well, isn't his brother the one yep. being held? Nathan, uh, the dead guy with his throat cut. Uh, oh, his brother. Yeah, yeah. I, I came up with the theory that the guy who's left was the guy who shorted uh, the goods and and you know was selling them on the <laughs> side. Could be. Um. So let's see. For me, um, I would more or less do the same thing, I think. Uh, make the deal for Rick's group to go take out Negan. Um, the only thing I'd want to be sure of is in case they fail, I would want to make as sure as possible that, that it wouldn't come back on us, uh, on the Hilltop community, as, as plotting to kill this Negan guy. So... I'm not sure I would want one of our guys going with Rick's group because that's, you know, a very clear association that Rick's group is affiliated with Hilltop. Um, so I don't know if, if I would just not let them take the guy with them or get him to promise that the guy wouldn't go with them on the actual mission, that he would at least, you know, stay out on the perimeter, uh, not get directly involved, just kind of advise about the compound. Um, and if I was Rick's group, I would definitely try to gather some intelligence before just rolling up in there and trying to take the guy out. Um, cause they really don't know what they're dealing with at this point. Um, okay. I guess it's time for predictions and theories. This man and his team created a series of equations which tell us, with a high degree of probability, where it is going to be at a certain point in time. Event window determined. Extrapolating sound and vision. Okay, this is the segment where we each make a spoiler-free prediction for something that we think is going to happen by the end of this season. Uh... So you got a prediction for us, Mr. Good? What do you think something's going to happen? Uh, Ford's the guy with the red hair, right? Yes. Uh, Abraham yeah, Ford. Yeah, he's, he's not long for the world. You think he's going to die by the end of the season? Yeah. In fact, I would say the next episode or two, whenever they have the big attack, mm-hmm. you know, on Negan, he's going to get bite the big one. All right. Okay. Um, Mr. Bad. Well, I've been going uh, on a limb here, expanding this theory into very complex uh, <laughs> web of uh, interactions. So Maggie's uh-huh. going to 
be captured. Carol's going to have a a, a botched um, savior uh, uh, attempt to save him. Uh-huh. Um, Morgan's going to help, maybe even die in the attempt, so he can go back to a lucrative movie uh, career. And, uh, <laughs> and of course, uh, the hillbilly they took will uh, turn out uh, to be a traitor and and uh, sell him out to Negan. That's a good theory. I like it, especially the last bit. Let's see. Um, hmm, what's something that I can predict that's not associated with any comic book spoilers? Um, I can't remember if I've made this prediction before. I feel like I might have, but I will predict that uh, Daryl will get his crossbow back by the end of the season. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Um, okay. Uh, uh, do you want to, like, uh, review some of our last predictions? Because I can tell you, last week's uh, prediction by me was completely off. I had said over and over again that the truck was actually Jesus' truck from the hilltop with supplies. Yeah, and apparently it was not. Yeah, no, we were all wrong about that. Because I think we'd all been basically convinced that you were right about that one, that it was his truck the whole time. Well, in one respect... I guess it was just some truck. Yeah, it's just another, like... Coincidence, like Mr. Bad was saying, you know, they had fresh. Mm-hmm. And it's even more coincidence that uh, Jesus was at that truck st- uh, that uh, gas station when they rolled up and assumed that there was something good in the truck that he wanted to steal. Uh, it was a, such a sweet ride, he would go up against two <laughs> tough badasses with some firecrackers. That's know? a good point because he didn't, it's not like he looked inside it or anything, but. No. Or maybe he used Jesus powers and did look inside it. He's oh, really good at counting things. X-ray, uh, X-ray, vi- Jesus has X-ray vision. <laughs> Could be. Um, uh, oh, uh, this is something we haven't done in a while. We've, our Tater's Notes section. I think we've got a voicemail oh. from Tater, which I forgot to play earlier. Okay, well, we can do that right now. Awesome. Incoming transmission from Tater. Hey, all right. The show has been pretty damn good lately. Oh. Of course, the show is always at its best when they mostly stick to the original story instead of trying to screw around with whatever. But, uh, yeah, and uh, it's been a while since I'd actually read any of the comics, but, man, I've forgotten how much of a punch that Gregory is. <laughs> all right. Welcome, Dad. Cool. Yeah, good hearing from you, Tater. Message from the island. <laughs> Unusually positive from the Tate man, but uh, yeah, yeah, that was cool. And <laughs> I'm interested to see where they go with Gregory. <laughs> He's so likable. <laughs> okay, um, let's see. Spoiler quarantine, I guess. Um, do you guys, do either of you guys even want to hear anything spoiler related? If not, then I'd just really. be talking to myself and we'll. There's I no could... point in that. We could just skip it. Okay. Oh, I like spoilers. Oh, okay. okay. Well, let's uh, go into our three-minute spoiler quarantine then. Initiating spoiler quarantine. Okay, this is going from memory now. But I believe... Is it... I almost want to say that it's like on the way back from Hilltop in the van. Like, Well, it was in the comics it was a van. But I, I'd swear it is this trip back in which they actually encounter Negan for the first time and s- something really horrible <laughs> happens to uh, one of them. 
in the comics it's Glenn, but I really I really feel like it could be just about any of them on there except Rick. I, it's not going to be Rick, but I feel like they could almost do any of them, especially it could be Glenn, could be Maggie, could be Daryl, could be Abraham. Those would probably be my my top picks for most likely person to get something horrible happen to. Oh, Freaking <laughs> RV. Do what? Who else is in the RV other than the five people you mentioned? Uh, Michonne's in there and Rick's in there. Well, you already said Rick was out, so yes. Out of the six other people, there are five likely candidates, according to... Uh... I, don't think, I don't think it's very likely that Michonne's going to get killed off anytime okay. soon. But everybody else, fair game. And I have to say, I'm kind of glad that Carol's not on this RV because <laughs> I keep I keep thinking that they're going to kill her off at some point. But and she's like still my favorite character in the show. You think so. they'll kill multiple people? <laughs> what? You think they'll kill multiple people? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. And in a way, they've kind of foreshadowed this with the whole oh. He- 42 minutes to quarantine failure. Hey, beat a 60-year-old boy to death right in front of us, just to prove a point. You know, I, that seems to be the MO that, the, that's been established for us. He he kills the shit out of somebody, and then the group is cowed. At least that's his plan. Um, so I guess we'll see if the same thing happens. But it's, it seems like, yeah, if my memory's not playing tricks on me because it has been a while since I read that part of the comics. I feel like this is going to happen very soon, possibly possibly in the next episode. And I kind of, I think some of us were thinking that this big part might not happen until like the end of the season, but it seems like it's going to be a lot sooner than that. And, uh... 15 seconds to quarantine failure. Okay, well, it's yeah, they really that. moved uh, Nine, a lot of action. In eight, this. I mean, that was the one seven, good thing. Even though there was six, a couple of plot fires, they four, moved things along, three, and you had a lot of tension, a lot of stuff happened, then it's like a yeah. real clear focus now. Uh, and we're uh, back! <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, anybody got any final thoughts before we uh, close it out for this week? Maggie's doomed! Maggie's doomed. We're never going to see her uh, milk and large breasts, I can tell you that. <laughs> oh, wow. oh, good God. <laughs> I think you're well, right, we... Sergeant Drano, that the attack on Negan is probably going to be an end of, se- uh, end of season shot, so they're going to screw around oh, with... I think so. Okay. Yeah, they'll screw around with plots, some kind of side plot probably... Maybe that uh, Carol Morgan thing you guys were speculating about earlier. Yeah, uh, yeah, possibly. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm sure I really like the interplay between Carol and Morgan. <laughs> I find it somewhat annoying. <laughs> Maybe it'll get better though, which is odd because those are both two excellent actors. But I don't know the last the last time that they had them sort of going up against each other. They were mostly just. Each other. Found, found it annoying. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Really both absolutely right. So you had this heavy-handed moral absolutism from both of them. You know. I suppose so. Yes. Um, I mean, does anybody know that? I was just saying, hmm? push comes to shove. I would have let Carol kill the wolf, even if I thought you know we should have kept him alive to 
find out what's going on. If she's going to threaten people's lives and kill me, go ahead, off him. I don't care. He's a murderous scumbag, you know. Uh, so was I. So <laughs> were you. Yeah. You murdered people, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, does anybody know the title of next week's episode? I did, but I forgot. Me too. Actually, I don't think I ever knew, but I might be able to look it up. Not tie. Not tomorrow yet. And Carol, there's a big picture of Carol, so not tomorrow yet. Uh, oh, it's even got a picture of Carol on it? Yes. Oh, and she has a big, uh, she has her, her rifle with her, too. Oh, wow. Cool. Oh, boy. Well, it sounds like next episode's going to kick some ass. Yeah. Okay. And it's called Not Tomorrow Yet? Tomorrow Yet, yes. Um, Ah, interesting. What's that quote from, uh, um, what's her name, from uh, Gone with the Wind at the end there? Um, Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. No, tomorrow is another day. Oh, okay. Somewhat similar. It's got the word tomorrow in it. Yes. All right, well, I guess that's it for this week. Uh, thanks so much, uh, Mr. Bad and Mr. Good, for joining us. Uh, I guess a big F you to Brian for never showing up. Uh, <laughs> perhaps uh, he, he can explain himself next week. Uh, um, I'm, I'm pleased, fine, seriously. It, uh, it's kind of weird that he never responded back. I hope it's okay. Um but thanks to anybody out there who's listening. Uh, you know who you are. We do not. <laughs> Call in and tell us. Um, and I guess that's it. Uh, looking forward to next week. Um, so from all of us here at the Dharma Initiative, thank you. Namaste and good luck. Mr. Bad Robot. Call recording has been completed. Goodbye. Well, it looks like my internet crashed, so that means the episode's over. In the timbers of the Nereo, the wolves are running around. The winter was so hot and cold.
guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.